What's going on, family? Happy Monday, and welcome to the faction. Yeah, it's been a minute, guys. I hope everybody is well. And again, I like to apologize when we don't have things on a normal basis, but last week was a super busy week. I'll get into some of what happened last week in a little bit. But it's great to be back. It's great to rock with you guys here in the month of May, which is shaping up to be a pretty historic month for sure. So we'll talk about all of that. But first, as always, thank you so much for your continued support on all things connected to the socials at The Faction Show. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also a big shout out to everyone who is subscribed to our podcast and all of the spaces that you can check us out. That includes Spotify, Apple, Google, and wherever else you may be checking us out. If it's your first time, welcome aboard. I hope you find something here that you absolutely enjoy. If you are a regular, we love you so much. And just keep sharing what we're doing because I promise you, things are getting super interesting. And just for you, Faction family, I've got an announcement I'm going to make. And you guys are going to be the first to hear it on this podcast before it hits the rest of the socials. That's about to happen. But first, we've got quite a bit of news to get into, and I want to start with really, I guess, the most recent piece of news, and we'll work our way backwards. And that most recent piece of news is about the series Dark Side of the Ring. So we've been big fans of Dark Side of the Ring here at The Faction. It has really been one of those shows that has taken us into the world of pro wrestling in a way unlike any other. We've seen them talk over their three seasons about everything from the Chris Benoit tragedy to the life of the Ultimate Warrior, the controversy surrounding the fabulous Moolah, and even the death of Owen Hart. We really got to see and hear stories that we have not heard full details on, and it's been game-changing for the business. So it's important to know a couple of things. Dark Side of the Ring is the most popular show on Vice TV. Every season has gotten bigger and better. The premieres have been incredible. So it makes this piece of news even more intriguing. And that piece of news is this. Dark Side of the Ring has not been renewed for a fourth season. That's crazy. It's the highest rated show on Vice TV. It has been for several seasons. In fact, the success of it spawned the spinoff of Dark Side of Football and the whole Dark Side situation on Vice TV. So Dark Side of the Ring will not be coming back for a fourth season. Now, there are two stories connected to this, which is why they're saying it's not returning. On one end... There is talk that the producers from Dark Side of the Ring are actually going to be teaming up with The Rock's production company and Jim Ross to produce a whole series about the territory era. Now, we know the territories a big, big situation. And of course, Courtney often talked about the territories. I love to talk about the territories as well because it really predates this idea of a national promotion, which we got from WWE and WWE. WCW. But yeah, the territories were game changers, and one could argue that they're kind of back, which is another discussion altogether. But that's one theory that they are going off to produce this new body of work, which won't allow them to do this work here. The second thought process happens to be 
that there was too much controversy surrounding the episode of Dark Side of the Ring from season three surrounding the plane ride from hell. So according to Dave Meltzer, which I know sometimes you could take it or leave it with the information from him. But here's one of the things that he said. One of the things that he said was that there were complaints from Rob Van Dam, Tommy Dreamer, and Jim Ross about how they were depicted on that episode, claiming to have been taken out of context. Jim Ross has even questioned appearing on the show going forward publicly. Now, here's what we do know. The fallout from the plane ride from hell episode was pretty swift and severe. Tommy Dreamer ends up being removed from Impact Wrestling, and he had a pretty key position there. Ric Flair ends up losing for quite some time his deal with Car Shield, which Car Shield had been a big sponsor of the NWA. They had been featured on AEW programming and WWE programming in terms of their commercials. We also saw Ric Flair pretty much removed from WWE television at that point. He was taken out of the intro, his whole woo and all of those types of things. He would ultimately then be released from WWE as well. So there's been certainly ramifications surrounding the dark side of the ring, surrounding the plane ride from hell episode on dark side of the ring. It's uncertain if either of these rumors are true or if both are true. I personally believe that both are true. Here's the tough part about when you go too far inside of a space, particularly like that plane ride from hell episode. You know, it was it was really, really challenging for the wrestling business, but not just that. I mean, several of the other episodes as fans told us a lot about what happened behind the scenes. The real challenging spot for that is it ends up impacting major organizations like WWE and ultimately even AEW and beyond. So I'm not saying that I'm happy about this because I'm not. I think it's one of the best series that the wrestling business has ever been connected to. On the other side of it, it certainly didn't make some folks look good and if wrestlers end up being concerned about how they are portrayed, they are less likely to be involved in future episodes. And what makes it work is that you need the authentic accounts from those wrestlers specifically. One other thing that I noticed even before this announcement, have you watched the WWE series titled Evil? It's on Peacock and has also been showing on USA following episodes of Raw and NXT. One of the things that I noticed immediately is that the production style of Evil greatly resembles dark side of the ring so it makes me wonder if either they watched and duplicated the ideas production wise from dark side of the ring or if they've even just brought on their producers and creators to help work on these things i'll have to double check the credits to ensure that but one thing i noticed for sure is dark side of the ring had an incredible effect on WWE's programming and the documentary series called Evil. So there's that. Dark Side of the Ring, not going to be renewed for a fourth season. 
So I'm not exactly sure what will fill the void of Dark Side of the Ring. We'll have to keep our eyes and ears peeled because one of the advantages of Dark Side of the Ring was that they were not specifically connected to any promotion. So it allowed them to tell a story as objectively as one can, right? And that's much different than, you know, a story that's being told from the perspective or sponsored by a specific promotion, which will naturally skew in a certain direction now don't get me wrong i love the wwe documentaries and the like but we also know that some of that history has been sanitized over time and that wasn't the case of course with dark side of the ring case in point being the plane ride from hell as the plane ride from hell was actually depicted as part of a wwe cartoon series on the wwe network a far cry from what was depicted on Dark Side of the Ring, and consequently that episode was removed from the WWE Network. So it's all super interesting, and we'll be keeping our eyes and ears peeled on this. We've got more big news coming up when we return. Southern Honor Wrestling is now on IWTV. Relive the biggest moments and memories from SHW's historic first year. I'm in Dallas Page here at Southern Honor Wrestling. Chris what Jericho is here and can't watch out. It's going on. Oh my God. Get the Omega. Oh man. Over you. Because we're just getting started. Don't miss another second of SHW, the fastest growing independent promotion in the Southeast. Check out Southern Honor Wrestling now at independentwrestling.tv. New subscribers use promo code SHW to get five free days. SHW, this is our wrestling. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. So what are you doing? Well, you know, I gotta plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown, and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm gonna start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were gonna start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content. But then I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were gonna be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perception's reality. How did we get on Southern Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm gonna do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me, if you don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea? And we're gonna pack 1,000 people. I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. How about that? The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever gonna happen here. 
dashboard a few minutes later. It was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, this year's going to be mine, COVID. <laughs> I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special to me. So many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it would read as a book and Southern Honor is just another chapter. As long as there is a them and there is a you, there will always be a S-H-W. So a couple of other big news items. Let's start with WWE. And the WWE piece of news is I actually thought we were getting out of the month of April without the yearly post-WrestleMania releases. Now, of course, 2021 and 2020 were really challenging years in terms of WWE releases. Who can forget 2021, literally two days after WrestleMania and and it rained at WrestleMania, and Samoa Joe is there calling the action. Literally two days after that, he gets fired, right? Along with a slew of other superstars. And there were a lot of firings that happened in 2021. Who can forget the idea that in 2020, people were released in the middle of a pandemic from a company that then went on to boast one of its highest grossing years Ever. And of course, 2021, all the budget cuts that happened, and yet WWE did its first billion-dollar revenue year. So I actually thought we weren't going to have these releases as the days continued to move from WrestleMania, and we did not hear of any sort of releases. Well, by the time the week ended and the month ended, we had about 10 releases from, of all places, NXT. And here's how those releases shape up. Some of the big names include Malcolm Bivens, who was the mouthpiece of Diamond Mine, their stable that featured Roderick Strong and several other blue chip prospects that have been highly featured on NXT 2.0. Dexter Loomis, whose wrestling marriage to Indy Hartwell was one of the new and exciting things that happened to kind of kick off NXT 2.0. Harland, who was kind of the heavy for Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy, who's about to get an NXT title shot tomorrow night. So you got all of that. How about this whole idea of Diamond Mine that a number of the original folks are gone? In fact, the only original member of Diamond Mine still in NXT is Roderick Strong. Dakota Kai, one half of the inaugural NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. She's gone from NXT, which is just kind of crazy. Persia Parada, who of course was a tag team partner for Indy Hartwell, gone, along with some other names like Draco Anthony, who was just getting involved in a program with both Joe Gacy and Zion Quinn. Then you have others like Raylan Devine, Mila Milani, Shanjana George, and Paige Prinziavelli. All of them released from NXT. So, yeah, it's never a good thing when we see these kinds of releases happen. It's also very difficult to kind of understand when, again, you're dealing with a company 
that has posted a billion dollars in revenue for the last year. I don't think NXT has been losing money. They're satisfied with their ratings and with the rebuilding that's happening. So this is all very, very interesting. And these releases, wholesale releases from NXT, never leave a good taste in our mouths. And several of those talents, by the way, were on NXT television Tuesday before being released on Friday. So that just feels weird, but that's how it's going. We'll see how NXT ends up rebounding from this because this does impact several stories that are being told on NXT. With that said, the other piece of major news that we need to talk about is kind of a bit of dream news for me. AEW has announced a Forbidden Door pay-per-view, a joint pay-per-view, the first time ever with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, this just seemed like it should have happened from day one, given all that Cody and the Bucks and Kenny Omega did in New Japan Pro Wrestling to really ultimately kickstart AEW. We've seen some cracks in the Forbidden Door, Chris Jericho going to New Japan, John Moxley being the U.S. champion. We saw Kenta come over. We've seen Minoru Suzuki and several others. Now a full-scale pay-per-view with AEW and New Japan working together. This is a wee bit mind-boggling. I got to tell you, it's a dream that's going to come true. The pay-per-view is happening end of June, and this is going to be incredible. So let me just say this. If you've not been watching New Japan Pro Wrestling, I want to suggest that you go ahead and subscribe to NJPW World. You can do that at njpwworld.com. That is the official streaming platform for New Japan Pro Wrestling. It is less than what the WWE Network was when it was standalone. So it's less than $10 a month. It has the entire catalog of all things New Japan there. You can certainly watch it on your computer, your device. You can stream. You can do whatever you need to do. But it is important to catch up with that because you're going to start obviously seeing more names from New Japan showing up in AEW. If you are unfamiliar with New Japan Pro Wrestling, let me tell you something. This is something you need to get familiar with so you understand why this is such an exciting moment. Now, I'm glad we've spent some time talking about New Japan here. And of course, you can always go on YouTube and check out some things that are there. But New Japan does some incredible things. I am excited to see what matches they will come up with. The idea of Brian Danielson against Hiroshi Tanahashi. Oh, my God. Or what about the idea Brian Danielson and Kazuchika Okada? Good gracious. Could we see, say, CM Punk and Kenta? to see who really has the best version of the go to sleep move. Like I, I just, oh, the possibilities are endless. And my hope and prayer is that this happens much better than the invasion that happened between WCW and WWE. If this is done right, this could really change the pro wrestling industry as we know it. The forbidden door between AEW and Impact was nice on paper, wasn't executed well. I think we're seeing a much different scenario here, and how this plays out is something that is of incredible excitement to me. So we'll keep you posted as matches are announced and as ideas are coming up. This is going to be great, but I'd like to know from you guys, what match would you like to see 
at the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. Hit us up at the Faction Show and let us know. So with that said, we're going to get out of here. I hope you guys have an absolutely amazing day. Great things are on the way. Oh, I told you what a special announcement, an exclusive announcement just for you before the rest of the world finds out, and that is this. I am excited to announce. Well, before I do that, sorry, I didn't mean to do the cliffhanger. I have to tell you that we had an amazing experience last weekend as I was blessed and honored to be able to do commentary for the Battle Slam event, Battle Slam Vendetta, sponsored by Baron Black, shout out to him. I got to work with Suge D, also known as Pineapple Pete. We did commentary together for this. It's a special event as pro wrestling collides with hip hop. So Pastor Troy was there. Wrestling Flow, a.k.a. Josiah Williams was there. It was absolutely amazing. DJ Michael V, he was there. It was crazy what happened that night. Now, my understanding is this event is going to end up on what we were told, quote, a major streaming platform. Not sure which one that'll be, but where that is available and when that is available, we will be certain to let you know. I promise you that, but that's not my announcement. My announcement is this. I am so pumped to be able to announce that I have officially launched my first ever pro wrestling tea store. Yes, I now have a store on Pro Wrestling Tees, and our first piece of merch is available. It's a t-shirt that really encompasses my pro wrestling career, my professional career, my life in general. It simply says, bet on you. You can find it right now at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Bonnerfied. You can order the shirt. You can get it in a couple of different colors and let it just work on your life and take some pictures, post it for us, tag us in it, and we'll definitely shout you out. But yeah, brand new t-shirt, brand new store, brand new merch, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Bonnerfide, and you can check out the new shirt, Bet On You. Shout out to my guy, A Dazzle from Black Wrestling Alliance, who designed the t-shirt. It's just amazing, and I am excited, so excited about this moment. So with all of that said, get your t-shirt now at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Bonnerfide, and you can get the t-shirts representing the SHW podcast as well, the first one where my face is actually on a t-shirt, and that's available at ProWrestlingTees.com slash SHW pod. All right, guys, with that said, we're out of here. Have an absolutely amazing day and representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the EP, John Murray. My name's Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. I need my pain.